Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA, and Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesko. Hey, Chet, I hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend, a great visit with your dad. That's always a good time. Uh, all visits are important, especially during these times. Yeah, and it was certainly a Memorial Day weekend, unlike any that I can remember. No parades, no huge cookouts, but it was nice to see my sisters and, of course, my 96-year-old dad for the first time since early March up at my sister's place near Quakertown. We were all careful about it, of course. You know, no hugs, nothing like that. Uh, did have a few beers, of course. Uh, I did manage also to take a few pictures, as you know. Big surprise there. Hope you and your crew, Bill, also had a nice weekend uh, down at your old stomping grounds in Florida. Yeah, we did. Uh, Florida is pretty well opened up, so you're able to go around and go out and do some things. Went out today for lunch with some buddies, some old coaching buddies. Uh, so you're allowed to get around pretty good. They uh, didn't go to the beach. The weather wasn't the best on Sunday especially, but uh, the, the reports coming out of the, the coastal towns or business was good, and uh, Florida's getting back to normal pretty quick. And it looks like that pool is pretty good right behind you too. Yeah, it's good. Been in there uh, swimming a little bit. Only 88-degree water temperature, though, so it's a little <laughs> What a shame. <laughs> well, hey, Jed, sports are starting to crack the door a little bit. Uh, some hockey news today. Getting ready to play in some form or fashion. We're going to talk about that. I think there's a good chance that you and I are probably going to disagree on this. I can't wait to discuss it. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think we can agree that we're both hungry for sports. We'll see how much we agree or disagree about the plans to get to that point. I'm sure there'll be some disagreement, though, if we get around to talking about the recent ESPN list of the NBA's best ever 74 players, the greatest of all time. That'll be interesting. Oh, well, yeah, we're going to talk about that with our guests. <laughs> I'm kind of excited about that, too. But, hey, before we get started, we do have special guests joining us tonight in Edge of Philly Sports Network's Alsa, very big Al, I should say. And Freddie Burns, tell us, tell the listeners about the new Philly Press Box relationship opportunity we have with the OP Jet. Well, a little bit later in the show, Bill, we're going to have Big Al tell us some of the details. Uh, but in a nutshell, you know, those guys have, I think, admired what we've done here on Philly Press Box Radio over the years. And they've got a growing network there, Edge of Philly Sports Network, EPSN, get it? Uh, and so they made a pitch for us to join forces with them. It'll help us to grow. It'll help them to continue to grow. And as soon as things get back to normal, it's going to open up opportunities for us to do some things together out in the public. There are all sorts of possibilities in terms of, you know, special podcasts, on-location shows. And I think we'll be able to take better advantage of all of that. Yeah, I, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, one of the first things I'm going to ask Chet when we get these guys on is I don't know. I want to know how Fred Hugo became Freddie Burns. Did he have a birth certificate change, a name change? We, we've had Fred with us for years. And now all of a sudden he's a big boy or something. He got a birth certificate change. Maybe well, let's get him got, on. Maybe he just got sophisticated. I don't know. But we're going to get the <laughs> Oh, Freddie, bro. speak for yourself, man. All right. So with that, welcome, Big Al. Fred, welcome back to Philly Press Box Radio. What's up, guys? What's hey, up, Fred. gentlemen? Freddie Burns. 
Freddie's <laughs> so You want to explain that, Fred? Let's talk about it. How did this happen? Well, Fred, Hugo's my middle name, and I did that like a while ago. Kind of like a, I was a partier, you know, before, and I kind of changed the way I was as a person. So I kind of went to Fred, went with Fred Hugo, and I was going to change my ways. But ultimately, with the passing of my dad and, you know, just me being the third, and Freddie's the coolest name ever, as long as it's a Y and not an IE. Gotta have the IE. <laughs> Once I was on regularly at, with EOP, I decided, you know, that's what I that's what I want to be. I want to be Freddie Burns. That's, that's what my dad's name was. That's what my name was growing up. I'm sure they called my pop that and my son as well. So Freddie Burns it is. And uh, you're, well, you're still a partier, Fred. I was with you out in Canton. You're still a partier, believe me. Oh, no, no. I'm still a partier, <laughs> but that only happens, you know, not not every night. You know what I mean? Like it was at one point. Hey, hey well, before, before we get started, Fred, let me ask you one quick question. Did I see you on my computer over the weekend wearing an orange mask or something, or did I just have too many craft beers? You did. That was uh, Saturday morning. Me and Al did an NHL uh NHL coming back, basically what they said today we were saying was going to happen based on what we were reading Saturday morning. So I was I was fired up before the news at 4.30 today. So was Al. Gotcha. Hells yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wait, we got a lot to talk about. So let's get it rolling. Um, the return of pro sports in empty arenas. Um, it, it's really got me irritated, to be honest with you. And, you know, would you guys rather see empty stadiums and player restrictions just to have something to watch? You know, I posted it over the weekend, that Flyers highlight thing that was really nice uh, from 2010. And I said, now turn the sound off and listen to it again, because that's what you're going to see. The fans at the at the Wells Fargo were going crazy. Um, you're not going to have that. Are you guys that excited about seeing sports without the fan interaction? I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. Yeah. Hells yeah. I mean, yeah, it's. I get it. It's not going to be the same. And to anybody who expects it to be the same, you're wrong. You're dead wrong. But the point is, is to get sports back and to get back to normality. And it's never going to be from zero to 60. It's going to have to be no fans in the stands. And looking at the return of baseball and basketball with the way, which is left in their seasons, most likely they're going to be finishing their seasons out without any fans in the stands. Because Fred and I will tell you, you know, we have press passes for the Flyers, and there's a good chance that we're not going to be able to go back now for the rest of the year, no matter what they do. Um, but then, and the same thing with the Sixers. There's not a lot of season left. Most likely they'll be going, I've been saying this since the get-go, a tournament-like structure as well and see what's going to happen. You know, maybe baseball and, and football, there might be a chance towards later in the season, especially depending how the fall comes out, that we might see some sports with the fans in the stands. But hockey and basketball, buckle up, boys, because it's going to be uh, it's going to be a quiet arena. I uh, I don't like it, but uh, I'll do, deal with it temporarily for this situation. Next season, I would hope that we have fans in the stands again. I think the I, the thing that aggravates me is the whole pump in the crowd noise. You know, I think if they're going to go this route, they should embrace it. We should hear the players talking crap to each other if they even still do that in basketball on the court. And, you know, hear the, the game from that perspective and just kind of embrace it. But I, heard, I saw a report today the NFL intends to play with fans if they can. So that's a good sign. I don't like it, but I'll take what I can get. And hopefully next year, that it's definitely that's not the case. I mean, they, they can't financially survive without the fans. Yeah, well, now, the, in the case of the hockey players, they're going to have 
a couple of weeks to get ready. But in addition to the empty arenas, my concern is, you know, how tough it's going to be for them to suddenly jump right into playoff games. Almost there might be like that, you know, couple of games, uh, the little round robin thing they're talking about. But otherwise, you know, they've been sitting idle for two and a half, three months. Uh, how are you going to get that energy up right away to play games that count in the standings or in the playoffs? Well, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be tough. I mean, these guys are sitting around too. They don't have arenas to go to. Uh, they're they're stuck in the house just like the rest of us are. So they've got to have a call to spring training, call whatever kind of training you want. They got to have time. Yeah, I think anything that it's you're looking at July first is the earliest possibility that any sports return because they would have to make this decision, come up with all the agreements, and you have to understand it's agreements between the players, the teams the state governments, all that stuff has to kind of work in unison before any of that can happen. So you're looking at at least another couple of weeks of planning there. Plus, like you said, it's got to be like a little bit of a spring training situation. They got to get, get back into game speed. So, I mean, and you have to understand it's in some ways a little bit of a, a clean slate for a lot of teams. Remember, there's probably a lot of guys that we thought maybe weren't going to even see until later into a later into a playoff contention. If they weren't going to even be around, everybody's pretty much healthy unless they had some career ending surgery or, or i'm sorry season ending surgery i should say um but you know it's it's going to be a clean slate and everybody's going to be on the same playing field but yeah i mean that's where the coaching is going to come in and, and lane Vigneault, man I, I i don't know about you guys but i'm excited i've been excited about him from the get and he's just been you know looking really good and getting this team like razor sharp focus nobody thought we were going to see what we we're seeing from the flyers i mean right before this whole delay this delay came about flyers were the number one team in you know in the nhl looking to go into the cup which you know listen we all know how that works with the vegas odds and i don't feed into that too much but they were red hot and like i said fred and i being down there we could tell you you could feel it was electric in the stadium now i didn't hear gary bettman address it but what does happen if like two guys on one team come down with uh, COVID-19. Does that put that whole team out of commission for a while? I, did they address that at all today? Because I didn't hear it. From what I heard, they didn't address it. I know the NBA's plan is to continue playing if if someone comes down with it. Mm-hmm. So everyone would obviously be tested at that point, but that person would be taken out and they would continue to play. They have to do it that way. They can't, if they don't do it, if they do it the other way, the games just all yeah. get canceled again. There, there's no way it could work that way in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, and I can tell you because I work in the medical field too. And in the beginning, when this happened, if anybody tested positive symptoms or no symptoms, you know they automatically were out of work for at least two to three weeks. Now it's unless you're showing symptoms, you wear a mask, you take the precautions, you wash your hands, and you get back to it. So I think it's going to be that way as long as um, they'll test everybody and they're coming back. They're not coming back uh, positive for the virus, and it would really suck to see the. Uh, uh, a change in, in the guard. If somebody had a, like a team was red hot, then also had to start because they lost some of their key players to having testing positive, but it's kind of a factor that we got to be prepared for. We may lose key players just based on injury of not playing so long. They can't just like, you, you can't just start playing again. Even in spring training, there's always inj- injuries. So we may have a situation that players get hurt just just because of a regular not been sitting around. But then to the other point, the Flyers get JVR back and the Sixers get Ben Simmons back. So, and the Brooklyn Nets might get Kyrie Irving back. <laughs> ah, yeah. Well, hey, I wanted to, uh, I did a little more homework on baseball because we had a little more time to prepare. I- I'm going to summarize these things. I'm not going to read them all because there's way too many of them. But 
Here, here's some of the things. Nate Snell, you know, he got into a little bit of hot water because he said he don't want to play. Um, it got it got money was mainly the reason. But if you look at the rules that these guys are under, I'm going to hit you with just a couple of these. Lining up cards eliminated, that's no big deal. No high fives, no fist bumps, uh, 50 players, no spitting, no water jugs, no saunas, steam rooms, pools, uh, no hitting indoors. I mean, these are part of the daily life of a baseball player. No touching your face to give signs. Um, the extra players sitting in the stands and the empty seats. Uh, you know, and then it gets worse. Restaurants are off limits. We're going to test you every week a couple times. Go test your family. You know, um, if it takes all this, is this really baseball or is this just guys trying to cash in? Is this back to owners trying to make money? Sounds like ownership trying to make money, <laughs> to be honest, because I, I don't <laughs> – It's what happens if you spit? Do you get thrown out of the game? Or what happens if you sit next or high-five someone by accident? Do you get thrown out of the game? Like, what's yeah. – I don't, I don't know if they're throwing these out there now just to see what our reaction is going to be to that. I, I that, that sounds pretty strict, Bill. Well, it is. It is. Uh, you know, they're supposed to avoid uh, interaction. You know, no fist bumps. Uh, ball must be thrown out every time it's touched by multiple players. Um, showering in the club facilities is discouraged. I mean, this is high school baseball. Pack your stuff in your car, dress in your uniform. Um, you know, it's just bizarre. You lose, so if it's a triple play, you lose the ball. <laughs> well, well, they even they even tell you the, the defensive player is supposed to back away from the base runner. You know, how uh, they – you know, that, that's one of the things that's on this list. And, and let me hit you with two more, and then I'm, I'm not going to go over this whole list, obviously. But at the ballpark, people will be given temperature checks twice a day and multiple swabs each week. Comprehensive drug testing will collect samples, and sports medicine research and testing labs will provide results in 24 hours. That's one thing we'll come back to because drug testing is going to be an issue because there's probably a lot of other players that got other drug issues that aren't even mentioned here family members of players umpires and the households of anyone covered under the plan will be offered access to testing and ppe the individuals are encouraged to avoid crowds away from the ballpark this is your family they're talking about is is chip kelly ahead of this committee <laughs> this is major league baseball my friend this is this is the first set of rules that they've thrown out there and uh you know, I, I don't blame the players. Forget money. Everything I said to you, nothing was talked about with money. This is just stuff, and there's a lot of it. I think there's there's going to be common sense involved, though. I mean, if guys accidentally high-five or, you know, whatever, they're not going to get thrown out. You know, they may give them a little warning like, hey, try not to do that, but nobody's going to get yeah. thrown out for some of that minor stuff. People have to use their heads here. Yeah, and, and like I said, I think it's a little bit of posturing too. Like, hey, look, at we're going to be above board. We're going to do everything the right way. We're Major League Baseball. The other thing I have to think about is this Major League Baseball. I keep coming back to this a little bit. Is they can't? I don't think they can afford not to have a season. Yeah. Like ultimately, everybody remembers the, the you know when they held out and the strike back in the '90s, how that almost burnt baseball down to the ground uh, because baseball is not America's pastime like it used to be. It just isn't. So I think a lot of those things are saying, yeah, don't do that. But like you said, I think it's not going to be like an umpire's going to come out, you know, start yelling at a guy for high five and another guy, but they might like, Hey, 
kind of point to the, the, the coach and say, go talk to your guys. We need them. You know, go wash their hands. Go do what they have to do. Cowboy Joe West is doing a Phillies game, and he decides to run somebody for it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's the problem. But, like, and that's it, that's the other question. Who's enforcing these rules? Is it the coach? Are they going to have delegates in each dugout making sure that they're just, you know, above board on the rules? And like not I said, and I, yeah, and, and, and here's the other thing is they're going to have to, like, it's going to change like the first week or two, it's going to be that super restriction. I guarantee within the second week, a lot of those restrictions go to the wayside or get changed or altered to be more flexible. And especially on how testing goes. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, Hey, let's take a break real quick because we have to pay the bills and uh, thank one of our sponsors. So Chet, Let's hit it. Let's look for insurance in the tri-state area. We got the spot for you, Allstate Insurance of Westchester, PA. Yes, we do. One of the best benefits, Bill, of having an Allstate Insurance policy is getting a local agent like Dave Lavoy, who's dedicated to you. Building that personal relationship means you can work with someone who knows you and understands your family's needs. Someone you can call when you have questions or need help. Dave is dedicated to protecting what's most important to you and your family. Give Dave a call today. He's at Allstate in Westchester, Pennsylvania, 610-430-0700. Again, that number is 610-430-0700. Bill? Well, Chet, we're going to switch gears here. Uh, you know, I'm going to let you lead this one because you and Fred, you know, you guys need to provide these details on this whole GOAT thing that you're all caught up in with. Uh, Al, I'm not sure where you stand with this whole I love Michael Jordan deal. Um so go ahead, throw it out there. The documentary has been, how do you have a documentary when you have exclusive rights to what it says, for God's sake? Come on. Let me take this. It's not just, it's not just the Jordan, the Jordan docu-series, Bill, which by the way, fellas, Bill Furman is, I'm pretty sure, the only sports fan in America who didn't watch it. The guy did not watch the Jordan documentary. We'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, that's a whole nother thing. But anyway, ESPN two weeks ago put out a top 74 all-time players list, and the top 10 were as follows. And the guy in the black shirt has some problems with this. Number one, Michael Jordan. Number two, LeBron James. Number three, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number four, Bill Russell. Number five, Magic Johnson. I haven't gotten to that big number 13 just yet. Number six, Wilt Chamberlain. There he is, six on the list. Seven through 10 are Larry Bird, Tim Duncan, Kobe O'Brien, and Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, I think I know where Bill Furman stands on all this, but Fred and Al, what's your take on this uh, top 10? I argue with uh, Bill all the time now. You, you can go first here. <laughs> you know, listen, first part is ESPN. Let's just throw that out there. Yeah. Um, it's Kobe's always going to be towards the top. Okay. And they, they play on Kobe. Everything's about Kobe because they're just trying to reel in all the other younger viewers. I mean, not Kobe. I'm sorry. Uh, LeBron. They're, they're all, oh, no, LeBron. Le yeah. LeBron. It's LeBron, yeah. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. That's what they're going to try to do. Everything. Yeah. They, they, they love their LeBron over at ESPN and that's what they're going to always do to get the younger viewers to keep people happy because he's he's in the spotlight now. Guys like me, like you said, I'll answer my question. Yes, Michael Jordan is my GOAT, all right, or my top two, three easily, but GOAT is easy to say because 
I listen, I was 15 years old when he was in his prime. Like I, you know, that's, he was the guy. Let's be honest. At that time, Sixers basketball was Sean Bradley. Like it was nothing. There was nothing to, <laughs> there was nothing to talk about with Sixers basketball up until about Iverson came in, but Jordan was pretty much on his way out at that point. Yeah. Sean Bradley was not on this list, by the way. He did not make the top seven. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I, that's why it's all mis, Yeah, it's confused. But it, it, like I said, like, yes, Jordan, see, Jordan's the one thing is, and, and shame on you, Bill Furman, for not watching that documentary. <laughs> Um, but my point is, is like every time you watch something, even LeBron, all the other guys, you always wait for the old shoe to drop. The only shoes that dropped for Jordan were Air Jordans. And that made man made millions and millions of dollars off of it. Like he just always, I mean, listen, was he the super nicest guy in the world? No. Was he the, you know, most lovable, huggable guy in the world? No. But guess what? He had a proven, he had a proven commodity and he, and even the guy said it, they were asking him live. They were asking him on that. Like, did you think Michael Jordan was a nice guy? No, but if he was, we would have never won six championships. All right, so here, here's my one of my positions on this. Nike, Nike is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is Nike. When Jordan came out of the University of North Carolina, they signed him to like a two hundred fifty or five hundred thousand dollars deal, where he had playing clauses in there. He, he could win or he could earn seven million dollars over five years if he did one of three things. One was win the rookie of the year, two was become an all-star, three was average 20 points a game. If he didn't do any of those three, they would violate his contract. So what does he do? He goes out and starts shooting the ball like crazy, gets his 20 points a game, and and it takes off. Now all of a sudden the shoes are crazy. Now they're selling a hundred million dollars worth of shoe. Michael Jordan is becoming a advertising icon in front of us. And now here we sit 25, whatever many years it's been, 35 years later, and Michael Jordan is still an advertising uh, specialty, specialty, if that's the right word. And we're turning it into the fact that he was the greatest basketball player of all time. Not true. He was the greatest advertiser along with Nike. Absolutely true. See, Bill, you, I know you don't, we, I think he's the greatest of all time. He's the definitely the greatest basketball player I've ever seen all time. I understand the Wilt Chamberlain argument and I'm not a hundred percent factoring in championships into this championships are a part of it. If it was all championships, it was, it would be Bill Russell, but Wilt Chamberlain is clearly better than Bill Russell. And in that article I did painting the disrespect that Wilt had, you know, I, I understand that he, he was, there was nothing like him in that era through that era. He was a center that could move up and down the court. And, and he, he was, he up until Michael Jordan, he was the greatest of all time. In my opinion, you know, I think the championships separate Jordan from Wilt Chamberlain. Ah, can I go now? I got to get all this off my chest. First thing that bugs me is ESPN also did a top 70 list four years ago. And over that time, magic and Wilt both slipped one spot while Bill Russell jumped up three spots. Did I miss something? Did Bill Russell have a few great games over the last four years? I don't think so. What the hell? Anyway, Wilt should be higher. I'll definitely say that. Now, wait, let, me, let me get into my top guys here, Bill, then you can take it. Here's my true confession. My Philly bias over the years had me often saying that Wilt was you know, so dominant when he played that he was right there at the top of the list with Michael Jordan of the all-time greats, not just because of the documentary series now, but... 
I've actually sorted all this out in my head over the last few years. And I do have Michael Jordan, number one, just ahead of Wilt and LeBron or LeBron and Wilt. Take your pick on numbers two and three. Here's my thinking. Wilt was amazing and incredibly dominant. They changed some of the rules because of him, widened the lane, et cetera. But Wilt played with some very good teams back then with both the Sixers and the Lakers, and he did only win those two titles. Michael Jordan won six. And other than with Scottie Pippen, his teams as a whole weren't noticeably better than Wilt's, you know, of the mid to late 60s. So I got to factor those championships in there. And that's why I have relented. And I am saying that, yeah, Michael Jordan was indeed the very best. I'm going to put Wilt second and LeBron James third. And my apologies to Boop Patron and Frank Fitzpatrick and the other guys who are going to criticize me for this. And, of course, you too, Bill Furman. Absolutely. Great well, job, I, Chet. Great, well, great job, Chet. You, you said, did Bill Russell get any better? I got a question for you. Did anybody get any better? Because Wilkes hasn't played since 1975, I uh, guess. 73, Four? I believe. Three. Okay, that's 73. That's uh, 47 years. He still <laughs> holds 72 offensive records. I know he does. 72. And that, that doesn't even count block shots because they didn't even count them back then. He would probably average 15 a game there. Defensively, he was as good as anybody ever played. Offensively, he still holds 72 records. What, what more do you want from him? If, he, if led, I, he led the league in assists as a center when they were calling yeah. him a ball hog. He, he never fouled out, ever. One time his whole career. I'll tell you this one tidbit. If you look up the stats, Will Chamberlain averaged 30.1 points a game for his career. Michael Jordan averaged 30.1 points a game for his career. The same. Rebounds, all Chamberlain. Assists are about even. Uh, Add in the defense, both great defensive players. But we come back to 72 offensive records. Al. Listen. I'm going to agree with you. I got Wilt up there too. And I think with like, like Fred said, maybe the championships, the only thing that keeps him at a two from a one for me, but I'm also going to point out this thing. LeBron is not number three. He's not number four. And I don't think he's even number five. Really? I'm probably there. Piss a lot of people off. I'm going to push him back to six, seven, maybe eight. Wow. Who's number number three for you? (laughs) Uh, Kareem's up there for me. I do like Kareem a lot. Uh, The man just, I mean, I don't know how many different, uh, he has uh, defensive titles, all-stars, MVPs. I mean, the man, he, he I can't even go on on how many he has. It's just ridiculous. LeBron's not even there, okay? LeBron still has time to go, but he is definitely at the latter part of his, his career. And if he continues maybe another two years, maybe three tops, you know, but I, I just can't – I can't put LeBron at maybe at five at best. That's where I'm going to put LeBron at five. I, I, I put Jordan above him. I put Wilt above him. I put Kareem above him. Um, I would put Bill Russell right around him, maybe right after right after him. I'll give LeBron maybe a, a hint up on that. Um, but I just I put Kobe. I think Kobe's better than LeBron James. Sorry, I'm people probably like, oh, this guy's nuts. So I could put Kobe above LeBron James. So that's my point on that. I, I just I love LeBron. Like I'm not hating on LeBron. I just never been like. I didn't know. I liked how he—he's another guy that you're. You know, he's talking about the uh, Air Jordans, where he was a marketing genius. That's what LeBron is. He's this. This era is Michael Jordan. That's that's what he is. He it, it, to what what Bill thinks at least. At least Michael Jordan won six championships. He wins when he's supposed to. He continued to be the best, to be the best, and beat the best. LeBron comes up short a lot. 
I mean, it's the stats don't lie. He comes up short a lot. I mean, he did have that great comeback when they're down three, you know, in, in the finals, and they did come back. So I'll give him that. I'm not going to sit here and say he's not great. Greatest of all time? No. Maybe, my top five. Greatest quickly, of the my top five. Number one, Michael Jordan. Very close second, Will Chamberlain. Number three, I have LeBron James. Number four, Kareem. Number five, Magic Johnson. There you go. You see, that's my thing is I still think Kareem was a much better player than LeBron ever could be. I think it's too late in LeBron's career to come back and be better than Kareem, maybe. I, I That's my point. And, and like I said, I still think at best I can put LeBron at five. I'm done. Hey, I got one other name that none of you mentioned, and that is a better comparison to Michael Jordan than Will Big Chamberlain. Big Oscar. Oscar. Oscar Robertson. There you Oscar go. I knew it. Averaged a career triple-double. A career triple-double with no three-point line. Sure. Yeah. Oscar it's Robertson. It's a good name. We got, to, we got to see him, Chet. These guys might not have got to see him. We got to see him. And uh, as far as the style of play, Michael Jordan and Oscar Robertson are more the right style of play than trying to compare a seven foot one center with a six foot six guard. You know, um, it, it, now you look to trade, uh, you can compare Kareem, Bill Russell, and Will, and, and that bunch, and you're, you're probably on fair ground. But I would put Oscar Robertson and Michael Jordan in a comparison, and then I, then I think you're talking. Fred, Bill, last not, word. Yeah, ahead, Bill, Fred. you're not the only person I've ever heard make that comparison. I, I can't think of the guy who's on WIP Sunday morning sometimes. He knows all the old school players. Sonny Hill. Sonny Hill. Uh, he has made that comparison as well. So I, I listen to that uh, sometimes just to get, try to get a gauge because we didn't get to see those guys play. And that's what I love about your guys' show in general, that you you guys you saw Wilt live oh. once, both <laughs> you, you know. You're old, but you got to see him. And, and yeah. one time, at one point, that's going to be me and you, Al. They're going to be like, I never got to see Michael Jordan play. And that documentary allowed me to show my brother that never saw Jordan play that he's better than LeBron James. Fred, I hate to break it to you. We're already that old. There's a lot of people who haven't seen Michael Jordan play nowadays. Stop it. I do do have to throw in here that our producer uh, behind the scenes, Billy, did manage to throw up the Michael Jordan with the rings picture because he's in the Jordan camp. That was, uh, that's strictly on him. Uh, because, again, he's young. He's Fred's age. He didn't get to see it. By the way, you know uh, Michael Jordan's father was murdered because he didn't pay his gambling debt. You know, that's an allegation. That that's a fact. It's not a fact. You can't say it's a fact. a fact. Well, read up on it, Mr. Chester. <laughs> I'll send you a great article. The man got shot in the chest because Michael Jordan didn't pay his golf debts. It's, it's known. It's known. On a totally unrelated note, the two old guys have more hair than the two younger guys. I'm just saying. Well, we're hiding the grace. Ooh. You're just embracing the grace. <laughs> oh, good shot there, Chet. That was a good one. Ooh. Wrap it up, Bill. Well, we got we got to uh, jump over and thank another sponsor, and then we'll uh, we'll get back to business here. Let's take a quick break and thank our friends at the PPCC 118 Raz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page, so people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They continue to run out great autograph memorabilia from all the Philly teams and more. There are only 21 lines available, so your chances of winning are 1 in 21. Pretty good odds. Check out the Facebook page. Like it or follow it. It's PPCC118 Razroom. That's right. PPCC118 Razroom on Facebook. 
Going across the border to the Jersey Shore On down to Philly where they know the score An American ride Hey everybody, it's Willie Nile here And you're listening to Chet and Bill on Philly Press Box Radio You lucky people Yeah, we're lucky people There you go All right, hey, Al, before we finish this up Let's let the viewers know about Edge of Philly Sports Network What you got going on How all your platforms can be found and all that Let's, let's talk about what's going on over there all right, right, will do. Uh, Edgy Philly Sports, uh, as you said, is now a network. It's been a network for about a year and a half now and growing significantly. And you guys are the newest stars. So I'll give you guys that much of the network. Um, and what Edgy Philly Sports is, is, like I always tell me and Fred talk about, it, I'm competing with the big boys. Like I don't like it's one thing that we can anybody. Let's be honest. Anybody with a microphone and a computer can be can have a podcast nowadays. But uh, we, we want to bring everything. We have a full actual website with uh, articles made from, you know, the guys you listen to, the guys you talk to. We're very interactive, uh, following, you know, people online. They get to chat in. They get to call in. Um, and then having different points of view, like you guys over here at Philly Press Box Radio. we got the Broad Street Bully podcast. Uh, we got a lot of things going on. And we're once, like uh, Chet said, once everything kind of starts to clear up and maybe bars start to open, we get out there. We're live on location. We want to bring you guys out with us, introduce you guys to to our fans as much as we you get to introduce us to your fans. And uh, we want to get bring a better Philly sports to everybody. And that's what Edge of Philly is all about. Well, Fred, I know you put in a good word for us, having been our fantasy football guru the last three years, among other things. What are your thoughts, Fred, about the Philly Press Box Radio Edge of Philly sports team up? I, I, I'm very excited about it. Obviously, I I started, you know, I went to broadcasting school, never really did much with it. And then when I was able to come on your guys' show a few times, that got me kind of going. And the fact that, you know, I, that Edge of Philly heard me on there a few times and, and that led them to reach out to me just to come on as a guest one time, kind of put it all in place. So to be able to have both groups together and, and see you guys flourish and hopefully go even further I've always you always reminded me of Glenn and Ray as I always say and I just feel like you know more people can hear your show the further it can go and then I also think on the edge of Philly end of things this brings a, a wise elderness to it and I'm not saying that to be a smart a smart Alec I'm saying that you know is seriously you know because a lot of times we're young and, and we don't know things that you guys just know and have seen so I'm really excited about bringing it all together as well as the other partners on edge of Philly birds IQ, the broad street um, bully podcast. And it, it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah. EOP. I mean, we got 15, 16 different uh, sports analysts throughout the, uh, the whole network now who bring different points of views, young and old. That's the thing is, doesn't matter. Uh, man, male, female, doesn't matter. We have different points of views. And, and that's the best part about it is where people can come in and start to just, you know, feel comfortable to talk and not have, like I feel a lot of times you're getting sports ideas and, and, and points shoved down your people's throats and you don't get your own point across. So I want to bring that to the, the Philly sports fans. Hey, hey now, Al, uh, you, you do this thing pretty much 24 hours a day. Or, is that right? Or how are Absolutely. there slots where people can listen to the shows, watch the shows you do, you and Fred and Joey do your show on Wednesday nights at 930. Yeah. Uh, but are there shows around the clock or on certain days that people can, and where can they find them? Uh, right now? Yes. Uh, not around the clock just yet. We're, we're, we're working towards 24 seven, 
But uh, right now, you can find, like you said, we're on 930 on EOP. Uh, just go to Facebook, go to our YouTube page, our Twitter page, or our website, EOPsports.com. And you can watch us live on Wednesdays. Uh, uh, Birds IQ right now is once a month, but once the, show, the uh, season starts up, they are weekly on Mondays. So they're going to be covering all the previous Sunday games and what's coming up with the matchups. Uh, the Broad Street Bullies, they're on, they release their podcast, their audio only right now on Thursdays. So we have a lot of different types of platforms. But EOPsports.com, of course, is 24-7 with uh, all the articles. Uh, we put up different YouTube videos. Sometimes we don't just do shows. We just do quick videos like me and Fred did on Saturday uh, morning covering the NHL's announcement to start up some sort of tournament for hockey. So, you know, you'll see plenty of that. So plenty of content to go around and plenty of ways for the viewers, viewers to be part of it. I have one question for you guys, uh, Alan, Fred, Bill and I recently put together a Mount Rushmore of great Philly athletes, mid sixties to today. I know you didn't see the guys in mid sixties and seventies, uh, but we settled on four names that we both agreed to who should be up there on the Mount Rushmore. Our mutual four, Will Chamberlain, of course, Bobby Clark, Schmitty, and Julius Irving. Now we were going to do five or six just for the hell of it, even though Mount Rushmore is typically four. And I thought we needed an Eagle on there. So I chose Brian Dawkins over Reggie white. Bill did not choose a football guy. He chose lefty Steve Carlton. How'd we do? Uh, very good. I mean, I, I wasn't sure if you were picking one from each of the major fours, but if yeah. you're going to pick just the four, I mean, that's a real good one. Dawkins definitely would have to make my list. If Fred knows that well, better than anybody. I am a huge Dawkins fan. Uh, he just embodies what it is to be a Philadelphia Eagle. And, you know, the thing that haunts him and me the most is the fact that he never could lift that Lombardi trophy. So I think that was very good. Yeah. Um, it's hard not to have a flyer, uh, a couple of flyers names in there as well. But um, well, we had Clarky, just Clarky. Well, just Clarky. But okay. And that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. So no, that's a good one. I, I agree with the Wilt. Um, I agree with Clarky definitely. Um, Daw Dawkins, I would have to put up there too. But, you know, Dr. J is also a hard one not to pass up on too. So that's not an easy task when you don't limit it to like one of each major four. So I give you guys credit. I, I like that one. Right. I, I agree with it. I think it's spot on, actually. The only thing I, I, I guess, how long was Wilt here? Six years total? Three Sixers, three as the Warriors. He was such a great, great player, though. It's hard to leave him off. And then the doctor, you know, he's – I didn't get to see him either, but the highlights, he was flying all over the place. He brought us a championship. I, Dawkins, obviously, is the same for me. He's the one hold up here. You know, that 2008 Phillies team was great, but I don't think they're Mount Rushmore-esque. Right. Um, so I would have to – I may put Dawkins in for the doctor, but I think if you're going to go all four sports, that probably would be my switch. I'd move Dawkins in. Or is Chuck Bednarik allowed to be in, or is that – No, we had to see right them in? play. We decided okay, okay. we had to see them play, so we went mid-60s on. So, yeah, I'd probably move Dawkins in, in Julius Irving's spot. Yeah, and that's the other thing is is the longevity of how the guy – you know, being here for three years, being here versus your entire career, I guess would factor my decisions in the Mount Rushmore positioning. Sure. Well, Bernie Perrant was uh, right up there in the discussion, Brian Dawkins, Steve Carlton. In that fifth spot, those were kind of what we got it down to. And uh, Chet went one way, I went the other. I found it really hard to – this is a football town and not come up with a football guy. And Dawkins would have been my guy, uh, but I just couldn't put him in there ahead of Carlton for the reason I gave Chet is when you talk about the greatest left-handed pitchers of all time, the top three or four, Steve Carlton's name is going to be in there. 
And uh, you can't not recognize that in my book. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you guys one thing, not to not to go longer with it. I wouldn't have even put Clarky in there. I wouldn't have thought of it. And I watched that 74 Cup game. He was – I couldn't even believe how awesome it was to watch him play. Yeah. It was great. He had Bobby Orr in the crease with the dead <laughs> – the dead the, – the, the, the blown dead, and he's punching him in the face with his clock. Just being a, he was, that was Bobby Clark every night, friend. Oh, yeah. He was awesome. He, he's like one of those annoying guys that annoys the other team, except he's awesome too. That was that was the greatest awesome. So glad I watched it. Yep. Great. All right. Well, guys, hey, we're going to have to wrap this thing up. Uh, we look forward to our relationship with Edge of Philly Sports. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, good times ahead. Let's get things open up and let's get to work. Sounds like a plan, guys. Thanks for having us. All right. Thanks, Al. Guys. Thanks, Fred. All right, guys. Hey, Chet, uh, since we switched things up tonight, you haven't had a chance to have a, a lot of your favorite music clips, although you did sneak Willie in there. Uh, <laughs> you, not even a Kate Beckinsale clip for that matter. Uh, let's Now is your unedited time. Who knows what's going to come from here? All right. Billy in the background, stand by. Uh, a few things. First of all, Bill, I know she's one of your favorites, so we say happy 72nd birthday to Stevie Nicks. didn't disappoint mr chesco i knew it was her birthday and i just had a feeling that you'd come through there yeah on thursday then the great john fogarty of ccr turned 75 if you can believe that he and they had so many great songs and oh you mentioned on facebook yesterday bill uh that the 25th of may was actually the 50th anniversary of gail sayers making that legendary speech about his great friend brian piccolo three things first of all I loved watching Gail Sayers play in the late 60s and early 70s. I think 71 was his last year. I also loved the TV movie, Brian's Song, that ABC put out in late 1971. That was certainly a classic. And this Saturday, as it turns out, happens to Gail Sayers' 77th birthday. And the unfortunate thing is he's not doing great. He's been battling dementia the last six or seven years. That's just a shame to see that. But, man, what a runner he was. Just a shame he had so many problems with injuries, especially his knee. He was amazing to watch. Um, And nothing from Kate this week. No Kate Beckinsale. She and I are feuding right now. I don't want to talk about it, but I'm not going to give her any airtime. So sorry, Kate. Uh, Well, I I tell you, Jed, I I think I've told you this before. I've met Gail Sayer several times. He is as good a person as you would ever want to meet. And uh, I did see him at his last signing, and I think I told you that he – was really in a struggle and it has been a handful of years ago out in Chicago and uh, certainly all the best for Gail things things aren't going well for him and uh, but man what a player he was and what a great movie one of the, one of the finest movies uh, ever yeah. put together so. absolutely yeah I loved watching Gail Sayers and yeah I know the last few times he's been seen out in public he was in a wheelchair and not doing great but uh, we still have the old video tapes of him playing and can watch them on YouTube now he, he was just a joy to watch yes, he was well, hey, uh, great visit with Al and Freddie. Uh, who's coming to Philly Press Box Radio next week, Chet? Well, you know, not sure uh, just yet if we're truly going to get baseball back this summer or not, but we will have a terrific baseball guest making a return visit to our show. He was here with us on April 1st because 
Well, we only got to a few of the many things we wanted to talk to him about. He's going to come back again on June 3rd. It's former Major League Baseball All-Star and two-time world champion, currently an Oakland Athletics broadcaster, Ray Fossey, joining us for the second time in 10 weeks. Oh, can't wait. I'll tell you what, Chet, I have actually uh, remained to have some text messages with Ray since he was on with us, and uh, really, really good. Really good. He's he's and he's ready to go. He's chomping at the bit. So that'd be great. Uh, he's going to be our only guest. We're going to have him for for a while. Well, because he likes to talk, I figure I'm just going to schedule one guest just in case it goes long. Because Ray loves to talk baseball and we love talking with him. So yeah, we're just going to have him as far as Absolutely. I know next week. All right. Well, hey Chet. Uh, speaking of goats, there was an interesting 18 holes of golf played Sunday. Uh, in the pouring rain down here in South Florida, it's uh, it was kind of fun just watching boy the boys out, you know, being themselves, having a good time for a great cause. Twenty million dollars raised. It was a fun event. I'll tell you, I think I watched about four hours of what turned out to be a five and a half hour broadcast, and that's probably more golf than I've watched over the last five years combined. But yeah, it was loads of fun. They raised twenty million dollars, which is incredible. And we also, Bill, we got to hear Tom Brady say that he's still not quite over that Super Bowl 52 loss to the Eagles. These aren't the, these aren't the Falcons you're playing against. Tigers are pretty good closer. Same colors, though. <laughs> it's the Eagles that I cringe, bro, not the Falcons. <laughs> ah, that was beautiful. And it followed up with a great Nick Foles tweet as well. Yeah. Uh, you know. It, you know, it was a it was a great event, and Charles Barkley being part of that uh, really played into working with the guys, and uh, that was cool too. And uh, you know, it, it was good to see. You know, you got Peyton Manning and Tom Brady for going to say, and, and they're nervous. They're nervous out there, and and they don't want to not play well. And uh, you know, they were getting on to Brady pretty good. Manny banged a great shot, and. Uh, <laughs> But he got his couple minutes to glory in, on the golf course. And, uh, yeah. well, uh, you know, and Phil and, and Tiger are, are great competitors with each other. But they, uh, you know, they were all in. It was, a, it was a fun event. To me, it was fun just seeing the boys be boys. You know, you got, got to see the real guys out there. I'll tell you, I love that broadcast because, you know, they had them all mic'd up. You got to hear some of the banter back and forth. You got to hear, you know, the commentators, including Charles, talking to the guys out there. And right after he, you know, kind of ribs Brady about not doing so well, Brady makes that amazing shot from 150 yards or whatever uh, right in the hole. So that was pretty cool. And, you know, a lot of people just don't like Tom Brady, but it was fun to see him out there. And as we said, they raised a lot of money. So that was cool. I want to ask you, Bill, did you have a rooting interest in terms of the match i really didn't but because i'm a peyton manning fan i if i had to pick a side i would probably say that i was rooting for peyton and tiger uh no no i had no rooting interest i like all four of them um i think they're all great players you know great at what they do and right. uh you know if i'm watching it i don't watch a ton of golf watch the whole golf match but you know if phil wins i'm happy tiger wins i'm really happy because I, I do like tiger uh but peyton and tom you know, they're as good as there's been. And uh, like I say, it was more fun to me just getting to see them be Peyton and Tom and not pro football quarterbacks on Sunday. You know, uh, they were just out there just having a good time. And you can see they're all good friends, too. And that that was good. And the one thing I did think was funny is so a lot of people seem to think that the pros were going to kind of lay low. And uh, 
you know, not play that hard and, and let, you know, until the end. No, no, these guys are competitors. They're going to play. And, and they did. It was, it was a lot of fun. Great. It really was. Yeah. I was surprised. I was a little surprised that they went at it in the rain because it was raining pretty darn hard. And, uh, you know, for $20 million, them guys suited up and went out there and got it done. It was, it was good. I know there was speculation earlier in the day that they were going to have to postpone it or cancel it, but they really wanted to get it in. They played through the rain, which I guess Brady and Manning are kind of used to being football players, but I don't know that uh, Mickelson and Tiger have played in, you know, rain that was coming down that hard at times, but uh, they did play through it and they were great. It was fun to watch. I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I haven't had any favorite golfers in recent year. I mean, you know, Tiger's okay, but I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of any of the current golfers. But back in the day, you know, I did like, you know, Jack Nicholas, of course, Lee Trevino, Johnny Miller, uh, Greg Norman, and, of course, Chi-Chi Rodriguez. Everybody loved Chi-Chi. And I also liked Fuzzy Zeller just because I liked that his name was Fuzzy. <laughs> You're dating yourself again, pal. Yeah, well. McLennan hey, Ray is coming out. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, uh, Chad, we've modified and updated our Philly Press Box Radio website where you can now watch this podcast. We have our Vimeos, some current Philly sports articles, some articles we've written as well, and we now have a YouTube channel. We do indeed. So, yeah, please check out our YouTube channel, which we do continue to add content to. We just went live with it about one month ago, and we have, I believe, 16 videos up there currently. Our last four full shows, maybe five now, uh, this one will be there either tomorrow night or first thing Thursday. Um, let's see. Oh, one of the, in fact, one of the videos that's up there that actually has the most views of any is my interview that I did with Willie Nile just a couple of weeks ago. That's gotten the most views already. So people are digging that his new album's out and doing well. Uh, and Hey, don't forget to subscribe while you're there. We want to beef up our uh, subscriber numbers. So it's easy. Just, you know, go to our YouTube channel, type in Philly press box radio to get there and hit subscribe. There's no cost. And you know, you can, get there easily in the future and don't forget also that we have our philly press box radio t-shirts available i'm wearing one bill's wearing one uh, there's one behind me so get yourself a t-shirt we are again selling the t-shirts they are available in medium through 3xl sizes not every color and you know logo option is available because we're down to our last 25 or so i believe but you can choose otherwise from regular for ten dollars or dry fit for 12 bucks and those prices are five dollars below what we had been charging when they first came out last spring add two dollars if 2xl or 3xl regular material shirts are cotton polyester the dry fit ones are 100 polyester our green logo is on the front of most of those that is available our sponsors logo are on the back choose from green gray or black background and specify whether you want regular material or dry fit. If you need them shipped, add $7. If you live in the area, we will get it to you without uh, you having to pay the shipping charge. They make a great gift for a Philly sports fan. Father's Day coming up real soon. Again, 10 bucks for the regular material shirts, $12 for dry fit, add 2 bucks more for 2XL or 3XL. We do have a few, very few red logo shirts still available also, but the sale is limited to the ones that we have in stock. Message one of us, Bill Furman or Jim Chachesco. In case you've forgotten, when you're ready to order or click on the Contact Us tab in the upper right corner of our phillypressboxradio.com website. Absolutely. Hey, Chet, I did want to say, I think this is uh, our sixth show that we've done now on Facebook Live. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I, I know you, I think you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. 
our guests have enjoyed it. Billy, uh, Billy's our producer in the back, my son. He's he's doing a great job making this thing. We're getting the wrinkles out, and uh, it's going good, and uh, I, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it really is. And uh, by the way, Ray Fossey next week will be joining us via Zoom, so he'll be on with us Facebook Live that way. Um, while I think of it, one other thing, I want to say a big thanks to my friend Jane, who you may have seen on Facebook, crocheted me a very nice Sixers blanket. She did a great job, and it is much appreciated. All right. Well, how about a parting shot for you tonight? You got one? <laughs> well, we were talking a few minutes ago, Bill, about golf. Very rare for this show, us talking about golf to that extent. But, hey, it was actual live sports, and we both did watch it, and it was a lot of fun, as we said. But looking through some stuff on the Internet the other day and preparing for our show, I somehow got to golf, and I came across a bunch of what I thought were funny names for fantasy golf teams. Hey, we've all got some free time these days, so I don't know how I ended up there. Some of the very best, I thought, the best, fun, wittiest names for fantasy golf teams, in my warped mind anyway, were Mulligan's Island, Weapons of Grass Destruction, Complete and Putter Madness, Angry Birdies, The Bogeymen, Tea Party, get it? Sultans of Swing, I Like Big Putts and I Cannot Lie, and finally... I had to do it. Multiple forgasms and, of course, dimpled balls. <laughs> there you go. See, I, we got, Billy, we got to work on editing this stuff a little bit. Faster. What do you think? We, we, we need to see his script before we Oh, get it's it. okay. People have fun with it. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Mr. Chesco? Because I do not have a parting shot other than uh, I'm hoping we get back to playing ball soon or, or whatever kind of sport we're going to play. And I just hope it's uh, – I hope we're not disappointed. I hope we're not doing it for the wrong reasons just so we can make money, the owners can make money and watch commercials. And, you know, yeah. the home field advantage in sports is special. And, and, and there's nothing – like Stanley Cup playoffs, and it's just not going to have that yeah. pizzazz to me. And it, it's, it, it, it worries me a little bit. It's going to take so much away from me. It's going to be very strange, but, uh, you know, I'm going to make the sacrifice because we do want to see the live sports back. And if that's what it's going to take to get these NHL playoffs going and the NBA finishing their season or going right to the playoffs, I'll take it. I'm having my doubts that we're going to see Major League Baseball because they just don't seem like they can agree on the whole revenue sharing thing. So I'm not optimistic about baseball coming back, but we'll see what happens. Um, one other thing, though, this Friday night, don't forget, ESPN has that Ray Roy Halliday documentary airing. So uh, that should be very interesting. His wife, you know, gave the go ahead. She's OK with getting it all out there. Roy's problems with uh, his addiction to prescription pills and otherwise, uh, which ultimately you know, led to his unfortunate death a few years back. So that's on ESPN. And you're watching the Lance Armstrong thing, but you didn't watch the Michael Jordan thing. I'm not going to let you forget that, Bill. Well, you know what? <laughs> you don't want to get me started, but Lance Armstrong can live on Livestrong and what he's done to raise money and help people far more than anybody else. So. He also cheated. <laughs> uh, yeah, so did they all. <laughs> okay. Wrap uh, it up, Bill. Let's wrap it up. Uh, let's thank tonight's special guest, Al Big Al Saveri, Saveri, Freddie Burns, our sponsors, the Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com, PPCC 118 Razroom, 
Dave LaVoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester, and Billy Furman behind the scenes is our producer for their continued support of the show. For Jim Chechesco, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll join Philly Press Box Radio back to Wednesday next week, Jet, June 3rd at 7 p.m. You can see us live on Facebook or listen to our website, phillypressboxradio.com, on blogtalkradio.com slash phillypressboxradio, on Google Podcasts as well as Odd. Uh, Apple Podcasts and all the others as well. High hopes, Philadelphia sports fans, and stay safe out there.